Hello and welcome to the Sail Loot Podcast, where we share our adventures of the sea and hope to achieve that cruising life that sets us free. I'm Teddy J, and this is podcast episode 27 with Jose and Gina from CouchSailors.com. thank all of you so so much for listening for reading for signing up for the salute email rally it is amazing all of the feedback that i get from everybody i love it i love hearing all of your stories and i love getting all of the feedback thank you also so much for all of the supporters out there that have used some of the affiliate links that I have out there. Maybe you've signed up and started your sailing blog at using the Sailloot uh, affiliate link for Bluehost web hosting over at sailloot.com forward slash Bluehost. Uh, if you want to support the Sailloot podcast, all that stuff kind of goes to paying for hosting for the podcast. Yeah, there's a separate hosting fee to host the podcast. Um, ho- hosting for the website. And, you know, all the equipment, recording equipment and things like that. Uh, And a little bit of it also goes into that uh, kitty of mine in order to help uh, me uh, achieve my dreams a little bit and get out on the water as well. But most of it goes into putting this whole thing together. So thank you all so, so much for all all of your support. Uh, If you want to support the Salute Podcast, uh, go ahead and use some of those affiliate links. Head on over to maybe the resources page where I list just about every single one of the affiliate links that I have. Uh, and if you want to buy anything from West Marine, there's affiliate an affiliate link over there as well. And um, at no extra cost to you, I'll get a little bit of a commission. Not too much, but just a little bit anyway. So thank all of you so very much. And if you're not going to do any of that, you're not looking to purchase anything or anything that's totally cool too, send me an email. The email's that that I get from you guys are amazing and I love reading them and I love getting them. In fact, I uh, got one from Matt recently and I'm going to go ahead and give him a shout out because you know he sent me an awesome inspiring email basically saying that Sail Loot has inspired him and he has used that Sail Loot Bluehost affiliate link at sailloot.com forward slash Bluehost to make a website that's going to be called or is called get busy cruising and his plan is that the blog is going to be where he posts every financial detail leading up to his decision to start cruising and so that should be absolutely amazing it is still under construction uh matt if you're listening i'm sure you're i'm hoping you're listening i'm sure you're listening that would be awesome uh fire me an email when that uh website is up and running and ready to go and uh, i'll let everybody know to uh start checking your website out as well if you happen to use those links or anything like that or you're setting up your new website or you got something you think i want to check out fire me an email over at teddyj at sailloot.com today I had the pleasure of talking to Jose and Gina from CouchSailors.com. They are getting ready to start their cruising on their sailboat, Carthago. And these guys are amazing. They're 
such fantastic entrepreneurs. They have a dream, they have a will, and they do have done everything they can and are still doing everything that they can to save as much money as possible. Uh, they're great entrepreneurs. Of course, they have a website, couchsailors.com. It is a fantastic website. They have an awesome Facebook presence as well. Uh, I had heard them a long time ago, and I had been following them for a, a pretty long while, but these guys are out in San Francisco doing their thing. They are in the perfect spot. And what they really decided to do is actually look in, take advantage of the sharing economy that has come into play recently by using things like Airbnb to rent out some extra rooms in their apartment that they own. And they have made... A, great amount of money doing that, living nomadically. If they rented out their room, they would live on their boat. They would rent out their boat and live back in the apartment. It's crazy. It's such a fantastic story. I had such fun talking to Jose and Gina on this episode of the podcast that I'm going to let it roll and you guys can hear for yourself. Enjoy. All right, welcome to the Sail Loot Podcast. This is Teddy, and I have the pleasure of talking to Gina and Jose from CouchSailors.com uh, on Carthago. They're Beneteau 42, uh, 423. Are, are you actually on Carthago right now? No, we're still stuck in our office. <laughs> stuck, <laughs> stuck in your office. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still stuck in my house, so. Uh, well, thank you guys. I always like to thank everybody for taking the time out of their day in order to um, talk to me today. Uh, it's it's awesome, and I thank you guys very much. You're welcome. Our pleasure. Great. So you're stuck in your office. What office might that be? Uh, so we both work together. We work for Cisco Systems. Okay. Cool. We, we work for a, a group called Meraki. A group called what? Meraki. Meraki. Okay. So Cisco Systems, a lot of people know who Cisco Systems are, I think. Uh, I, I know who Cisco Systems Like I, I think of them as like the people that make um, like routers and things like that, right? So what do you guys do for Cisco Systems? I am in marketing. I'm responsible for all of our channel marketing incentives and promotions. And Jose is responsible for sales in Latin America and the Caribbean. Cool. All right. That that's interesting. Um, all right. I'm going to start out as normal. I'm going to get back to back to the basics. Uh, sorry, I, I I jumped a little bit all over the place there. But um, how did you guys get into sailing? Jose started sailing when he was like six years old. So I grew up sailing. My Both of my grandparents were sailors, uh, and they were good friends. So we'd go to Spain every summer where my grandfather had a sailboat. And uh, I'd spend, you know, two weeks to two months on the sailboat um, sailing on the coast of Spain. So as soon as I could walk, I could... Uh, I, w- I was sailing. I was behind the wheel of the boat helping out. I was responsible for watches. Uh, you know, I was seven, eight, nine years old. My grandparents would be uh, taking naps, and taking uh, advantage that I was on board. <laughs> so you were, so you were in the cockpit up, at the, up at the wheel. Oh yeah, like saying, "Hey, <laughs> w- waking them up if there was a big boat that was about to hit you." Exactly. 
<laughs> awesome. Uh, at, at seven, six or seven years old. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. All right. Sorry, I interrupted your story. Keep going. No, so I mean, it starts like that. Uh, both of my grandparents were very neat, very organized. Uh, they made sure to teach me uh, every single rule on a boat. And if I didn't do it right the first time, I'd have to do it again. So if I didn't tie the, the knots right, I would have to do it 10 times. <laughs> and, and, you know, I had a good, good teachings. That's good. That's good. Yeah, a buddy, of mine, a buddy of mine tells me you have to tie each knot at least 10,000 times. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm still learning. I'm still reaching that number. Uh, good. Where are your grandparents from? One of them is from Spain, and the other one's from Chile. Okay. And so where were you, where were you sailing? In the Med? Yeah, in the Med, on the east coast in Spain, southern coast. So from Marbella to Alicante, if we got lucky, we'd cross the Balearic Islands, um, and just up and down the coast. Cool. And so how many years did you do that? From when I was six to... I mean, I, we still we went last summer together with Gina this time. Uh, and how, well, I don't, I don't even know how old you are now. So are you about 28, 28, right? Am, am I around the right time frame? Yeah, that's exactly it. All right. See, I read your blog. I did a little bit of research. <laughs> um, no, and I've, I've read that about you as well, Jose. And so Gina, how about you? I have the exact opposite story. Um, I grew up on the water. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, but I had never actually sailed. I'd been on boats. I grew up on boats. My parents' friends had boats, Um, but I never learned how to do anything except for not fall off. That was the rule I was given. Do not fall. (laughs) Gina, that's pretty important. I think so. I think so. Jose still um, still tries to remind me of that just about every time we get on our boat. Um, but I started learning to sail with Jose about two and a half years ago, and he has been employing all of the teachings of his grandparents onto me here in uh, in San Francisco. Well, well, good. So Jose, if Gina doesn't do something right, you make it. You make her do it again ten times in a row. Uh, it depends on the mood level. If it's right, I will. If it's not, I won't dare. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's fantastic. Um, so, Gina, have you been learning on um, on your boat, Carthago? Yeah. So before we got this boat, Jose had a timeshare on a J boat. It's thirty feet. Right? Yeah, it was a thirty foot J ninety two. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I started learning there, but it was a very different experience than on a 43-foot Beneteau. Um, so I would say that my most intensive lessons have been since we bought our boat, um, which I would probably liken to learning to drive on, like, a semi <laughs> instead of in a little car. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a great teacher. We go out pretty regularly um and there's a pressure right to learn because i absolutely need to it'll be just the two of us for a lot of our trip um so he needs to be able to take his naps while while i'm safely behind the helm right right no i totally agree or you need to just make sure that you wake him up in time to help out all at the same time precisely 
Um, so was the J92 the first boat that you ever sort of owned? Uh, did I didn't own it. I've always right. I've always been around boats. I I had a couple used old lasers back in Connecticut where I grew up. Where in um, Connecticut? Real quick, sorry. Side up, side. Just up. outside of New York. Okay. Uh, in, in where? Greenwich. In, in Greenwich, yeah. Okay. Um, so sorry, and then I went to school sorry. in Boston, so I sailed there a lot too. Cool. I was born in Connecticut, so I. Oh, whereabouts? Uh, New Milford, New Milford, Connecticut. So awesome. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Sorry. Sorry to interject. Just. Uh, so Boston, you sailed in Boston as well. Yeah. Um. I've I've always found a way to get on boats, one way or another, <laughs> whether it's mine or someone else's. Right, right. I'm finding that it's not that difficult. But um, so did you ever own any of those smaller boats before? Yes. Yeah, so the lasers I did. Okay. So you always had some sort of small boat or something that you were getting on somewhere, it sounds like. Yeah. The J-boat's actually a neat story. So I, I was looking on Craigslist to buy a sailboat with a couple friends. We each had just four or $500 each, and it was like six of us. So we had we we had a small budget. We we're looking for a boat, and then we came across this awesome uh, boat that we would never be able to afford. And it turned out the owner was looking to do a timeshare with it, so he split it into four. So that means we each get one weekend and five days a week. Uh, except what he didn't tell us was that he lived in Hawaii, so he was a quarter share that wasn't going to be able to use it. Oh, that's nice. The other share, he never found someone for the two years that we were with the boat. And the third quarter was uh, this older couple that lived two hours away, and never I never met them once. Really? So basically, we called it our boat, and for 400 bucks a month, <laughs> split amongst six people, so you can do the math there, Yeah, we had uh, this awesome sailboat that included maintenance, the docking, every, fuel, fuel everything, everything we wanted. So there's there's good deals out there if, if you're if you're savvy and you can hunt on tools like Craigslist or or local forums. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm I'm, I'm sort of trying. I'm an engineer, but uh, you know, simple simple math is sometimes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so four hundred So that was about sixty seven dollars a month for you. Yeah. Uh, that is awesome. And we probably went out, especially when the weather was right. Um, we went out five days a week. Five days a week. So <laughs> for, for $800 a year, you had a boat to use. Basically. Uh, that is, that's, that's awesome. Um, and you went out, and this, where was this boat? Where is this boat? Right at Pier 39, which is Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. It's... It's as close to the to the water of the bay as you can get. Um, it's right across Alcatraz Island, and it's a short sail over to the Golden Gate Bridge. Gotcha. So it's where you currently have your boat now. That's right. Yeah, I told you I did some research. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you still in that timeshare? No, no. We gave that up when we got the new boat. Okay. So when did you get the new boat? Uh, it was October, right? April of April. last year. 
So it's been over a year. Just over a year, yeah. Cool. As always, how much did you pay for the boat? A lot. A lot more than we would have liked to. <laughs> well, well, good. Yeah, it was a French-made boat. It sailed on its own bottom to Australia. Mm-hmm. And from Australia, it sailed and lived in Singapore for a couple of years. And then it sailed on its, uh, to California. So it was fully equipped with a lot of cruising gear, offshore cruising gear, that um, we figured was, was worth the price. Right. Because they were things we were upgrades we were going to make, and um, you know electronics we were going to buy anyways. So our justification there was two things: one, we thought, okay, if we're going to buy these anyways, and they're already here, and they're functioning, they're working, and they have worked for long distance trips, we're saving ourselves a lot of headache. And then two, we had planned on going with a smaller boat, um, but we thought we'll put out you know an initial larger cost um but that will enable us to stay out of marinas and not have to pay for slip fees while we're out traveling so yeah if if we're comfortable on the boat there's no excuse to be paying for expensive slips and marinas so that's why we picked this boat right i i I totally agree the only issue is the, the bigger it is the more you pay every time you do go into a marina correct uh exactly (laughs) <laughs> but um, I mean, we're hoping that's, that's what a good old reliable dinghy will help us out with. There you go. Well, well, and like the boat came with a dinghy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think you did your research there too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah a bit, a little bit. Um, but you guys just recently got a new dinghy, didn't you? Yeah, our dinghy that came with the boat. We took the owner's word for it. And uh, even though, though it looked all deflated, he was like, oh, no, no, it'll hold air. And uh, since we were in a rush, we took his word for it, but it turns out that it did not. And it cost more to fix the dinghy and to just buy a new one. Yeah, I think that, that uh, we, we learned a lot of lessons from our first boat purchase, um, one of which, you know, maybe taking a little bit more time to do a more thorough survey <laughs> would uh would be a good idea next time. Uh, why? Why do you say that? Actually, I mean, I the boat the boat itself is in pretty good shape, right? The boat itself is in really good shape, um, but a lot of the things that we had told ourselves, you know, as justifications for spending more up front, mm-hmm. um, actually needed a lot more work than we realized. Mm-hmm. Like the dinghy being one of them, we thought, oh, okay, we're going to spend a little bit more, but we have a dinghy and we don't have to worry about it, and it's gotten outboard, we're good. Um, but again, we just, you know, took, uh, took words at face value and didn't really test things out on our own before just making a decision. Right. Well, okay. Uh, it, it keeps, it keeps the water out of the boat. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, okay. So, so you've had this boat for a year. And uh, talk to me. Your your plan is to pay the. Have have you paid the boat off? Your plan is to pay the boat off before you leave. I. That's the plan. Okay. Before we leave Mexico, that's as far as they'll let us go. <laughs> then they don't trust us after that. Okay. So for is this for insurance reasons? For no, the financing company. Gotcha. So why? So tell 
All right, explain to somebody that doesn't know anything about what you're talking about, what you're talking about. Okay, so we could not afford this boat. Okay. Uh, no way in a million years. Right. But um, we're pretty creative, and we figured if we have the boat, we can actually make more money. Okay. So this, this sounds a little ironic at first. Just, just hang in there. <laughs> hang in there. No, I, I, understand. I, I think I know where you're going, but keep going. So we're fortunate enough to live in San Francisco. Uh, we had an apartment downtown. And a lot of people come here for vacation or conferences or whatever it is, and hotels are really expensive. Right. So there's a service called Airbnb. Absolutely. It allows private party to rent out to private party. So you, there's no more hotels. Uh, there's no middleman. It's basically if you got an extra room or if you got an extra apartment. <laughs> Laying around. <laughs> uh, you can rent that out to to whoever goes on the Airbnb site and books it. Okay. So what we did was we weren't really ready to move on to the boat just yet, but we said, hey, let's list this uh, for a crazy amount of money, and if people book it, whatever, we'll just go crash on the boat. It's not a big deal. That's what we're going to do for two years anyways. Mm-hmm. The thing is, uh, the temptation gave in, and more and more and more people started booking at this exorbitant price. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up pretty much living on the boat full time. <laughs> so but we were saving a lot of money. So what do you think the exorbitant price was like what what do you think is exorbitant for i mean 200 200 bucks a night oh my gosh all right so i've read your article (laughs) i've read your article and um that's amazing your article starts at like 50 dollars for airbnb so you start at fifty dollars, and you say, uh, you know, you get a couple ratings. People start to see, oh, this is a great place to stay, and the more better ratings you have, the more they're willing to pay. Um, and the better, more ratings you have, the higher you come up on the search results, the more likely it is that somebody's going to book it. Wow! So, so we figured it out. I mean, we started we started off booking it really high and then we lowered the price and, and built up that reputation, built up those uh, five-star reviews. Uh, I mean, it was a lot of work. We had to clean the apartment. We had to change bed sheets. Um, we became like Gina and Jose, the, the cleaning crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not pretty. I mean, all my friends were making fun of me. You got Jose cleaning toilets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Hey, it, it was what it took to to save up that money. So we paid off more of the the loan that we expected a little faster. Mm-hmm. We got used to living on the boat, and by living on the boat, we learned a lot more about it, how the systems work, what needed maintenance, what needed upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Gina, are you able to dry your hair on the boat? <laughs> um no not really i've blown the what the fuse uh, a, a yes, few times the breakers the fuses <laughs> trying to blow dry my hair so at this point uh i take hours at work if we're gonna stay on the boat <laughs> you, you, oh wait what was that you you take you take the blow dryer to work <laughs> we we have a blow dryer in the office so if we're staying the night on the boat uh on a weeknight 
then I, I just deal with all of that when I get into the office. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, I mean, like, does Cisco have a campus like Google does? Um, Cisco does have a campus like Google, but we are at... Um, We're a company that got acquired by Cisco. Okay, and- gotcha. And our initial investment was by Google, mm-hmm. so we're part of Meraki, and they copied the Google model. So it's it's a very young office, and you've got all kinds of facilities. Yeah, there are people um, playing ping pong in front of us right now. Uh, well, I, <laughs> you're yeah, right. I, you're right. You are still at the office, and you're sitting there talking to me. That's great. So you're yeah. talking to me. All right. Sorry, uh, going a little crazy. Your 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 last few articles that I've read are amazing they're awesome um just because they're inspiring and they really 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 hit a note uh with me anyway like this is on like one of them that you have a link to is straight up on cosmopolitan correct yes (laughs) and so so do your co-workers now know what you're about to go do they do um someone read the Cosmopolitan article <laughs> and okay. and shared it with our office. Great. And we, we are all pretty young, so we, we like to gossip and, uh, you know, news travels fast. So it only took like half a day, I think, <laughs> for, <laughs> for the news to travel around. Um, and now it's, it's pretty common knowledge that, uh, that we're planning on going cruising. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for my boss to find this podcast is basically what I'm waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, no, that's fantastic. So, all right. <laughs> that That is great. So they now know, like, your bosses know, Every everybody actually knows that in October your plan is to take off, correct? Everyone knows. <laughs> We, we, there's no hiding it anymore at this point. <laughs> nice, nice. So did you just let the article do the work, or did you actually go up to them and sit down and have a conversation with them about, about leaving? No, we, we absolutely had to do some... Uh, we followed up with, with the conversation. You followed up with the conversation. Yeah, we did some damage control there. <laughs> All right, good. Um, no, that's great. Okay. I'm going to go back to Airbnb for a minute. Be, be, be my Airbnb coaches for here for just a second. You guys started out like, did you rent? Do you have a one-bedroom apartment, a two-bedroom apartment? So it's, it's a three-bedroom. We were living with two other roommates, and Gina and I were in the third room. Okay, gotcha. All right. All right. They, they were fortunately very open to the idea. Uh, they understood why we were doing it, so they, they they were pretty casual about it. Then one of the roommates moved out, so we ended up doing his room full time on Airbnb. Um, so, and- so, sorry, just I'm going to interrupt here for a minute. When your roommate moved out, did you do his room full time on Airbnb to help him? Pay his rent? No, well? no. So one of our one of the three bedrooms was emptied out. He okay. moved moved coasts. And, uh, you, and you guys said that you'd take over the quote unquote that third of the rent. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we I mean we we looked on Craigslist and we said, you know what, we can get this amount if we rent it to a full time roommate. 
or we can get three times that amount if we clean up after him and we rent it out on Airbnb. Okay. So we went the Airbnb route. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job. So this is where I'm getting at. So I, I have this townhouse, right? Um, yeah. That I'm about to move back into. It's got three bedrooms in it. So I will have two other bedrooms in it to rent out in Atlanta if, if I wanted to. What you're yeah. telling me is I should go the Airbnb route instead of having somebody rent it full time. If you live in a place where there are either a lot of conferences or tourism, um, it would definitely be a good idea <laughs> from a financial perspective. But like Jose said, it is a lot of work. Um, so you, you definitely have to be prepared to deal with that. And then, of course, living with strangers. Right. It's something else to consider. So, you know, the, the pros and the cons are important to evaluate. But for us, it was more important that we could save up to pay off our boat and save up to do this trip um, than some of the inconveniences of toilet cleaning and sheet changing. Yeah, there's, there's going to be no more walking around in your underwear in the privacy of your home. <laughs> uh, okay, I can deal with that. Uh, <laughs> I think. Um, so what I would recommend, I'm, I'm more on the business side, is go on Airbnb, pretend you're going to rent a room in your neighborhood, mm -hmm. check out what the prices are, and check out how many reviews other people have. Cause it'll give you, and check out their calendars, because that'll give you a much better idea of whether or not you could have enough traffic, enough people renting out the bedrooms to make it worthwhile. I see what you're saying. Now, when you, when you say neighborhood, though, you, you don't mean like, so I have a townhouse, right? You don't mean like my townhouse complex neighborhood. You mean like my general. Yeah, open, open up the search a little bit. My general area of where people are. Exactly. Ha have Airbnb places for yeah. rent, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, there's a map view. So if you type in your city. Mm -hmm. And then you can just keep zooming in, zooming in to uh, to where you are. Yeah, you'll get a better idea of who's doing it around you. Yeah, I, I was just over there actually, uh, look looking at all that, and um, they were higher than your original fifty dollar uh, a a night prices. And and so are are all the are all the prices on Airbnb per night? Uh, yeah, per night, per week, or per month. We get some long-term guests out here. Right, right, right. But how do you tell the difference? Like if I'm looking on the map and there's just little things that are popped up that say, you know, $100. The initial price is listed by night. Okay, gotcha. And so, interesting. So I see, you know, I'm looking at the map right now kind of in my area and it's Above the $50 per night, it is nowhere near the $200 per night that you guys have suggested. I bet you, I bet you you're not paying as much for rent or, <laughs> yeah. or for the townhouse as we are here in San Francisco. Well, either. no, no. And that's, that's all and proportional. That, and that's kind of what I was going to get at is, um, you know, when I was before we had this, before I even talked to you, I have a buddy who lives, who works for Google out in San Francisco, and rent out there is just astronomical compared to most other places in the world uh it's <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty crazy we can't believe it most of the time either right and so well when you were first telling me that you had a three-bedroom apartment I, I was a little appalled that you could have 
And then you said you had two other roommates, so that made a little bit more sense. So It's pretty common for people to have roommates through their 50s living in San Francisco. <laughs> it's just a completely different style. You just have life. to. Yeah, well, I mean, I would assume you have to in order to afford it. Yeah, basically. So you, but, so you guys were both in, in one room? Did you, you guys, did, where did you meet? At work. <laughs> okay. So did you each have separate apartments when you met at work? Yes. Okay. And at this point in time that you decided to use Airbnb, you were living together? Yeah, so our story happened a little bit fast. Um, We met, and on our first night out, we went sailing. And on our first date out, we started talking about our trip. Good job, Jose. (laughs) Good job, Jose. The old, old, would you like to go sailing? That's what I'd like to hear. Uh, Good job. (laughs) Um, So it uh, it didn't take too long for us to move in together. Um, and then shortly after that, we were pretty seriously talking already about taking off cruising. And then we are like, okay, well, how can we afford to do this before we're 60? Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously, you know, living together, cut down on rent cost. Um, and then we started airbnb so that really cut down on rent costs and, and really has helped us save. So you guys started renting out your one bedroom, Right. Yes. And living on the boat. Yes. When you started renting out, when when the other roommate moved out, did you start renting out both bedrooms? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just because it was so like because instead of so is it two hundred? Uh, sorry, is it two hundred dollars per room? I mean that's that's kind of the average. It fluctuates depending on the season. And it's not always a hundred percent book, but yeah, I mean, on on the on the good days, we like to talk about the good days, of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the range was fifty to two hundred bucks, okay, depending okay. on how far out it was, depending on whether or not there was a conference, whatever it was. So you're averaging one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and fifty dollars a night per room. Yeah. And so, for the most part, you've just stayed living on the boat. Yeah, I mean, the temptation was too big. It was, all right, do I accept this booking and go crash on the boat and make a couple hundred dollars this week? Or do we live in our comfy bed? (laughs) (laughs) And you decided to not live in your comfy bed. I mean, a lot of our friends would not even consider that as an option. But for us, we had other plans. So, yeah, we we definitely sacrificed that bed. I mean, at, at this point, too, you have to remember, like, we are very young and we want to do something that most people do when they're retired or when they're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, it was like, what can we do to earn enough money right now to leave as soon as possible? How do we get on the fast track? What kind of sacrifices do we have to make? And your fast track was Airbnb. Yeah, I mean, Airbnb, I got a whole list of, 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 of different ways that we've managed right. to save up or make money. Go, list that list. <laughs> so I'm assuming most people listening to this podcast are going to be on a boat or they might be looking to purchase a boat. Maybe. So maybe. An, another way to make money and a lot of 
a lot of uh, brokers will even try and sell you on this. It's it's timeshares. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with timeshares is you're giving them a lot of your money. You're sacrificing a lot of money. Uh, so there's a service called Boatbound, and it's kind of like Airbnb for boats. It's person-to-person renting out. So there's this whole sharing economy. There's this whole concept of you've got a boat sitting on the dock. You're only going to use it for five days out of the month maybe. What about the other 25 days? Why don't you just put it to use? So Boatbound allows, allows you to rent out your boat um, with or without a captain, and it makes them pretty decent money. But you, as the, as the renter, you can obviously set the rules and pick and choose who you accept and who you don't accept. Um, for example, when we put our boat on Boatbound, we decided that we wanted someone only who had had a lot of experience sailing um, or who would want to have someone else skip the boat. So Jose would stay on the boat with them. So wait, so Cartago is on Boatbound? Uh, it used to be. We had a little friction with our specific marina. Uh, they don't allow commercial activity and they consider this commercial activity. So it's not really on there anymore, but it used to be, and we made a good chunk of money off of that. So, okay, explain that a little bit. So, Check with your marina. Make sure it's allowed. (laughs) Step one. one. That's not what I mean. So I guess my confusion here is you were living on your boat. Well, that was part-time. I mean, we, we did both. We listed our boat for rent, and we listed our bedroom for rent. So where did you live when both were rented out? We made sure they didn't overlap because you can accept or reject bookings. So it just took a lot of planning. And so you were actually moving back and forth between the boat and your apartment. Oh, yeah. We, yes. we, got a, we've, we both have scooters. We call them the mech. <laughs> uh, the, the what? <laughs> Basically, we live a very nomadic lifestyle between, uh, between Pier 39 and our apartment. Um, so we pretty much always have like a bag packed, ready to go. Um, it's it's exhausting, but again, it's these inconveniences right now are what um, they're what affording us to to leave and travel earlier. So we would bounce back and forth. If someone was renting the boat, then we'd go back to the apartment. If someone was renting the apartment, we'd go back to the boat. Um, we were pretty hard to keep track of. <laughs> Wow. Wow. This is amazing. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm wrapping my head around all of this right now. I did not know that you guys were on <laughs> BoatBound.com when I started talking to you a minute ago. Uh, well, like Jose said, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And we have taken that very seriously. Yeah. Um, we could probably have not been so extreme about the ways that we're saving if we planned on doing this in you know three years or in five years but the fact of the matter is we want to do it now right so we've we've had to be a little extreme (laughs) well okay so how much would you rent the boat out for per day Uh, it varied i mean what we got after the commission and everything would be five hundred dollars give or take hundred dollars per Per day? Per day. It's a lot of money. Yeah, that is a lot of money. So 
I mean, that's that's a payment. That's a month's payment on the boat. So right. it was kind of a no-brainer for us. Yeah, let's. I mean, it's additional wear and tear, but let's do this. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, to to anyone who has a boat and isn't using it um, as much for their personal use, this is a great option to make a little bit of money on on the the property that you have sitting there. Okay, so. So what are the types of people that would come and rent out your boat? So many different people. So many different people. I took out I took out uh, two older couples. They they had all grown up sailing and you know they had chartered a boat in Greece one time, things like that. And they were local San Franciscans. Um, and they weren't confident enough to charter a bear boat. They asked me to come out with them and we spent a, a night at Angel Island, which is here in the bay. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, I heard all their stories and took them out sailing. They were behind the wheel most of the time, and I was just kind of helping them out, guiding them. Um, and for them, just seeing the the grins on their face, the, the smiles, it was it's pretty satisfying. So it was a win win for both of us. It sounds like something I need to do with sail loot. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, I mean. At the end of the day, we, we get a lot of people that approach us and they say, oh, man, I wish I could do something like that. Uh, or, oh, you, you're so lucky. And, oh, yeah, we definitely are lucky. We definitely are fortunate. No doubt about that. But we've also made a lot of sacrifices. We've also been creative. And we've had a will. And where there's a will, there's a way. I, I guess it ranges. Like, Have you had people come in and just from out of town say, hey, we want to rent your boat for the weekend? And you've allowed them to do that. Yeah, actually, with the Airbnb, one of the ways that we stood out was we we would say free sunset sale, right? As, uh, as the title, I was going to ask you about that as well. And, and people love that, and I would say, you know what? I get a lot of people coming here for business, and what I would tell them was, look, for fifty dollars extra per person, um, you can bring out your clients, you can bring out your boss, and really impress them. And people would do it, and they would just give me fifty dollars cash here and there, and you know. It adds up. Jose is a businessman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is uh, that that is that is awesome. So, for fi- so with all this, so wait a minute. The person, <laughs> the person renting out the room on Airbnb, you would give them like a free sunset cruise, right? Yes. But then, if they brought people along, you would add fifty bucks per person. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to bring them and all their friends. Well, so right. <laughs> and oh. that's that is cheaper than the average if you want to do something like that in the San Francisco Bay, right? Like through a company, exactly. And, so, and, and so, it's not as personal, right? No, no. If it's not as personal, if you go through the company, is what you're saying. Through a right. charter sale where you got 50 people on a sailboat, exactly. Like one of those cruising cats, yeah. Right. No, totally understand. And what I was about to get at right now is you also live in the perfect place to do all of this. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> As in, like, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't, I don't live near a coast at all. You know what I mean? I, I could do it on a lake. That would be great. I could say, hey, free sunset cruise on Lake Lanier. Yeah, or take them wakeboarding. Yeah. Yeah, well, I want a sailboat. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm, I'm with you on that. Good, good answer, Teddy. 
No, we, we, definitely, we definitely have a lot of variables lined up in the right way. I mean, we live in San Francisco, so we've got the water right here. We live 10 minutes walking um, from Pier 39, so that made our back-and-forth lifestyle a lot easier. Um, you know, and, and we have people coming constantly for tech conferences and tech shows, interviews, startup things. So that's kept Airbnb busy, and then you know. Well, here's here's another one for you. I mean, if you live in, in Atlanta, uh, I'm assuming you've got a car. Yes, everybody has a freaking car in Atlanta. It's terrible. Okay, do you use it seven days a week? Absolutely. Okay, well, if you, if you had some downtime, I mean, there's a service called Get Around, and it, again, it's the whole sharing economy thing. But this is like the Airbnb for cars now, and you can rent out your car by the hour. So instead of having it sit in a parking lot. You could rent it out to people that are driving it while you're at work or driving it while, you know, you're sleeping. And yeah, I met a guy. Help you pay in, your maintenance payments. I met a guy in um, in Austin who started doing this because he was working from home. So he rented his car out, you know, one day a week and then two days a week. He ended up getting so many requests that he now has seven cars and one employee. <laughs> What? Uh, that is ridiculous. You guys yeah. are you guys are full of crazy ideas. Of course, <laughs> are, are, are all of these companies based in San Francisco? Um, yes. yes. So, <laughs> I mean, we, San Francisco is definitely a place of you know innovative ideas. But they've expanded. All these companies are in Atlanta as well. I understand. I understand. As in Uber and everything else, uh, which, which is fantastic. I love them all. Don't get me wrong. Um. No, but all, all of these are great ideas. Like, as you're talking to me about them, I am pulling them up on websites and saying, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Uh, these are great ways. Because I, I not only have one car, I have two cars. You know what I mean? One exactly. Of which, one of which I don't use as much. Uh, but that's because it's a Jeep Wrangler and it eats gas. Uh, so, uh, Someone might find that really interesting, and they pay the gas. So <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. So, um, no, but I'll, I will. I will have to look into all of this stuff. So, all right, let's get back to it. Like you guys are, you guys are giving me, and I hope everybody <laughs> else out there, a whole bunch of ideas as to how the heck to like make save extra money or whatever um your budget how did you come up with your budget for sailing uh i mean our budgets it's kind of all over the place because we realize that there's there's a lot of unexpected on a boat mm-hmm. um but we did a lot of research there's so many bloggers out there yep. and, and we kind of read what their lifestyles were like so that we had a better understanding of why some budgets were higher than others um and kind of put some numbers together there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made sure we we had some room for emergency flights, healthcare. It might come up. Okay. So your what is your budget? I know what your budget is, but what's your budget? I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, um, it changes every day. Yeah, I think that we. Initially, you know, let me pull up the blog and I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> right. it, it's about $1,500 per month. Now, is that for both of you or 
each of you. That's, I'm so glad you say that because that's what I was thinking. And I was like, wait, am I not saving enough money right now? <laughs> um, so what we were trying to do is save 1500 per person. Right. I think I read that somewhere. Um, but like Jose said, we read so many blogs to see like what kind of lifestyles other cruisers are living and to figure out where we fit in those. See, like, are we going to go out and eat as much, you know, in restaurants as this blog? Or are we going to be the other extreme and never go out? You know, what's going to fit for us? So we've been saving for 1500 a month. Um, 1500 so- a month each. Each, but we are not I mean, we ex- planning to spend that much. Right. Yeah, we, we expect to spend half of that. Right. But we hear a lot of cruisers run out of money, and that's what crushes their dreams. <laughs> so we figured if we're going to do this, let's do it right. Hence, you know, why we're, we're going into extreme savings mode and <laughs> trying to do all of these kind of crazy things. Right. So how long do you want to cruise for? So we've... We used to have a plan, and then we changed it, and then we changed it again, and then again, and there was a lot of pressure on us, uh, <laughs> which which from you know, made, made it a little tense between us at times. Yeah. For, so we decided to keep it a lot more open-minded, okay. um, okay. and we've agreed on the plan, which is to leave San Francisco in October. Uh, we're going to do the haha, cruise down to Mexico, cross the Pacific, and eventually make it to Australia. Okay. In Australia, there happens to be a high demand for Benetos like ours. Right. So the easy way out is to sell the boat there. Mm-hmm. Say we've had a great adventure, fly home, and get back into routine. Um, but depending on the uh, the sailing kitty, if we've got enough money and we got the energy and the desire, we can continue to Southeast Asia. And at that point, we haven't really thought much further than that. That was your original plan, though, correct? Yeah. Our, so our original plan was to do a full circumnavigation in 18 to 24 months. Um, now, the more we've planned and the more people we've talked to, we realize that that is so undesirable and kind of impossible. So, so little time. <laughs> exactly. And one of the most important things for us in doing this trip is to actually spend time in places um, and explore on land as well. And we couldn't do that if we were trying to go around the world in, in two years. So with this new plan of keeping it open-ended, we're going to try and spend a little bit less money as we go along, um, but make it to Australia, give ourselves the opportunity to pause and decide what we really want to do, um, you know, give ourselves like the benchmark there. We've never done this before, so it's really hard. I mean, we love sailing here day-to-day in the bay. We love spending time at an anchorage, but we've never done this for, you know, a year straight. Maybe. So we're, try- we're trying to give ourselves this space to be able to decide, you know, if we really do love it or not. Yeah, just to reevaluate what Just, what just in case. We're, we're pretty – just like to play it safe. I, I hear you. Me neither. Me neither, by the way. You plan on having a sailing kitty for your entire time, or do you plan on making any money while you're out there? So uh, I actually own the apartment, so that's <laughs> passive income for us. <laughs> have, you, have you always owned the apartment? Yeah. Okay. So well, I, I got it three years ago. What do you What do you mean by own the apartment? Well, the the uh, bank owns 
80% of it, and I owe the 20% that's remaining. <laughs> you own the 20% that you... All right. But, when, but basically... When did, you, rent- when did you decide to, quote-unquote, buy the apartment? Uh... I've always been very business-minded since I was a kid. I've so, always been very entrepreneurial. <laughs> so when you first moved in? Uh, yeah. Okay, so but th- so those other two people were always... When you, so, when you were using that one room, those other two people were always renting from you? Yes. Yes. Basically is how that, is how that was working out. Yeah, so for me, again, this is like buying the boat and then renting it out on boat bound or, or making money on Airbnb right. was was more affordable than waiting until the last minute to buy the boat. Mm-hmm. For the apartment, it was the same thing. It was actually cheaper for me or more more realistic for me to get a three-bedroom than it was to get a one-bedroom. I could have never afforded a one-bedroom, but because by renting out two of the three rooms, I was getting more rental income than my mortgage, mm-hmm. it, okay. was, it was something that I could afford. Yeah, so I was kind of doing the same thing with the townhouse when I bought the townhouse. I had people come up and ask me about um, living with me, basically, when I got a house. And I was like, oh, okay, so I should get this house instead. And it ended up being more more affordable for me. Yeah. So you actually own it. So what are you, are you going to keep renting it out on Airbnb? Uh, The logistics of that are kind of complicated. Right. Um, there are companies that will manage your apartment on Airbnb for you, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of laws as well that in San Francisco specifically that restrict you from renting out an apartment that you do not live in for more than 90 days out of the year. So it's very likely we'll find a full-time tenant. Okay. So you're going to go from Airbnb to somebody that rents it out hopefully for more than you pay on the mortgage. Uh, it's San Francisco, so definitely for more than I pay on the mortgage. Yeah, great. I mean, I have I have no idea about buying a place there. You know what I mean? I know that uh, I know that rent is extremely high, but I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means in terms of um, paying off, or you know, it, it, it went up from the start of this interview to now. <laughs> <laughs> Just now, you know what it means. <laughs> So you're like, yes, let's keep talking because the, the price will go up even more. Um, so you will have some sort of passive income. Now, will that be enough passive income to uh, help? Uh, okay, yeah. the, the boat will be paid off by the time you get to Mexico or so you hope. Yeah. Um, insurance. Uh, how about insurance? Are you going to have insurance? Are you going to keep but- insurance? For, for the boat, yeah, we currently have insurance, and we will. The former owner uh, fried all the electronics through a lightning strike. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, nothing else really scares me as much as that because um, <laughs> that's, that's a good amount of electronics to pay for. Right. That one is worth it. Right. I mean, you have a projector. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't the kind of appliances we were thinking about, but yes, I do have that. <laughs> no, I understand it wasn't the type of appliance. <laughs> um, no, but um, that's great. So I'm going to ask it because I ask it. So how much income do you think you'll have per month? A couple thousand dollars. It's, it's tough to tell. 
until I actually rent it out. But that, that, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, so as far as your budget goes, does it include the passive income? Um, does it include the passive income? Well, yeah, definitely. So your X amount of years or however long you're gone includes the passive income. Yeah. But if you get a couple thousand dollars a month and you think that you might only spend, okay. So, I mean, we talked about $1,500 per person, which is $3,000 per month, but excuse me. Yeah. I mean, once once again, we're not planning on spending those $3,000 a month. We're planning on spending $1,000 a month, I think, is a very realistic expectation. Right, other than the fact that things do come up that are going to cost you more money than that $1,000 per month. Uh, yeah, I'm, you can't see me because we don't have a camera, but I'm knocking on wood because <laughs> things, things break on boats. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly why we are trying to save up more right now than we think we'll actually need or that we actually think we'll plan on spending, just so that we can have that emergency fund if and when something happens. We don't want money to spoil our trip. Right, no, but what I'm... We've covered our bases for that. What I'm sitting here getting at is the fact that you might be able to continue cruising, like, endlessly if if your rental income brings in a couple thousand dollars per month and your budget... Is only a couple thousand dollars per month. Yeah, ear muffs, G. Uh, that's that's personally my plan. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jose, I love that you said ear muffs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> uh, no, so th- that that that's fantastic. So, uh, good, good. I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, it sounds like your plan is to get out there and love it so much that um, you don't have to come back. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you could always not to not to say that, but you could always do other things as well. I mean, you you could whatever. I'll leave it at well, that. Gina's up for hire for uh, <laughs> teak maintenance. If anybody <laughs> needs along the way, that's not what I mean. <laughs> What I mean no, is like, really good. Like, she thought about this. Yeah, we're not actually joking. Um, <laughs> we, we've talked endlessly about this because, like Jose said, we know that there might be other reasons we want to stop cruising. Maybe we just don't enjoy it as much as we thought. Maybe we had our fill, but we don't want it to end because we run out of money, right, which right. happens all the time. I mean, those are the majority of stories that we hear. So. Like we said, we're in like extreme planning mode right now so that we have the flexibility to do what we want later. Um, but we have talked a lot about this. Okay, let's say, you know, in addition to renting out the apartment, maybe we'll get bored and want to do something else. Um, and we have learned recently that I am a great woodworker. <laughs> we, we've thought of all sorts of things that we might be able to do. Um, and the more that we learn about the boat... Um, and the more we learn our way around, we're figuring out what other things we're good at. That that is that is awesome. Um, I, re- I really, 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 uh, as as I said, I, I love your last uh, few blog posts. I love your article on Cosmopolitan out there. Um, but answer it for me here. Um, why why are you going sailing? 
Um, there's a lot of reasons. Um, I mean, when we used to have a timeshare, the conversation always went like this. It went like, oh, man, that was a great day. Uh, I wish I didn't have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man, what if, what if it were warmer? Oh, man, imagine if the water were clearer and we could just go swimming. And eventually, it was like, all right, what do we have to do to get all those things? Um, it was also, man, I do not like going to work every day. Uh, I'm working towards what? You're at work. So there's this great story of the Mexican fisherman that's visited by the Harvard grad. Absolutely. The Harvard, Harvard grad goes down to Mexico, says, hey, how many fish did you catch? He said, oh, five. He said, oh, how many hours did you work? He said, two. He said, what did you do all day? He said, oh, I made love to my wife, played with my kids took a long nap, I slept in, and the Harvard grad says, well, man, do you realize that if you fish for eight hours a day, you could eventually sell all those fish, buy a whole fleet of boat, buy the canning facility, and become a millionaire? He goes, whoa, that's, that's actually a good idea. And then what would I do? He goes, well, you, then you'll retire, then you'll make love to your wife, play with the kids, sleep in, <laughs> and do everything you're doing right now, basically. All right. So we're trying to do it a little differently, um, trying to get away from all these bills and all these temptations and um, trying to live life while, while we're young. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Um, so the only um, debt that you have right now is your quote-unquote mortgage on the apartment, correct? Yeah, but it's... It's it's passive income for us, so it's right. not really a concern. Right. That, no, I, that's that's kind of why I said that's that. what we've worked hard towards. Right. Quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and I and I really love the quote, you know, about you guys doing everything that you're quote that you're supposed to do, or that you should do. You know, everybody's out there doing, and not everybody, maybe. There's a lot of people out there doing what they should do or what they're supposed to do, you know, when yeah. it's choices at the end of the day, right. um, the same way that we found money, ways to make more money. There's ways to cut back on expenses. I mean, how much does Starbucks coffee cost every morning? Absolutely. How much are those other vices like cigarettes or uh, beers at the local bar? I mean, we whenever we're out and about in the city, we say, look, we could have a beer here at the bar or we could have a six-pack at home for the same price. Or it's five beers somewhere a lot more remote and more affordable in here. Tropical, he means. <laughs> Under a palm tree on an exotic beach. <laughs> so you're not going to Alaska, Gina? No, that is not the plan. <laughs> no, I, I think that you're absolutely right. And like Jose is saying, you know, we spent so much time thinking about having a different life. Um, and, you know, we have it good here. We cannot say that we don't. We have got great jobs. We have great friends. We live in a beautiful city. Um, we definitely have it good. But like we talk about a lot on the blog, you know, the world is changing really fast. Um, the environment is changing and there's so many things we want to see and we want to explore and we want to do it while we still can you know um, old age isn't promised and good health isn't either so we have the resources 
Um, we've made the resources, I should say, to, to have a real adventure right now. Um, and we think that by just buckling down and saving and then taking off and, and really traveling the world and seeing everything we can is going to give us um, a life that is more rewarding for us personally later. Right. You know, everybody wants different things, but this is just what we want. No, I, I, I totally, I totally agree with you, and and that makes me think about the fact that you know, in in, in me and my own, and that's why like some of your these recent blog posts have resonated with me so much is the fact that like I want to see those underwater. I, I want to see the biggest reef in the world while it's still there. You know, I love to scuba dive and I love to do those things, and I want to go out and I it, and it might not be there. 20 years exactly you know exactly Uh, you said underwater some of those islands will be underwater (laughs) I actually they not maybe they will be underwater so we'd like to see them while they're still islands above water (laughs) and that's exactly right I mean that that is exactly right um so I you know I I think your reasons are are beautiful and fantastic uh you are also raising money for Filters for water. What the heck is the website? Ah, Teddy, I love you, man. You've been doing your research. (laughs) Yeah. So we found, you know, while we were trying to plan our trip and figure out like what we want to do, what we want to see, we thought, hang on, pause for a second. This trip is definitely about you know a growth experience for us. But while we're at it, why don't we try and help out a little bit? Um, you know, give back because we're definitely going to get something out of seeing these remote and exotic places. But what can we do to help? Um, so we found this organization called Waves for Water. It's part of the Hurley Foundation. Mm-hmm. And they make these really lightweight, really simple, compact um, water filters. And the goal of the organization is to provide, you know, backpackers, sailors, like extreme adventurers. Um, the opportunity to bring in a clean water supply to these really remote places. Um, So our goal is to raise 20 water filters, which would provide, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people water um, for at least a year per filter. Um, So, yeah, our goal is to raise enough money to buy 20 filters to take with us to some of the remote places that we visit. And... How much are these filters each? Each filter is $50. Okay. Which, if you think about it, $50 um, is your take your Chinese takeout on Tuesday night. Right. It's four beers in a San Francisco bar. Um, but for someone, <laughs> it, it's true. <laughs> but, I, know, I know it's true. I understand. Um, but for, you know, for... Uh, a village or something, you know, in the Philippines, uh, that's drinking water for a hundred people for a year. So it, it helps to put things into perspective too. I hope you get, I hope you get more than 20. We would love it if we could. We definitely would love that. Right. Um, so, I mean, where can they go to, I mean, I kind of have wavesforwater.org up here, but it's kind of a weird website to get to your your thing here. It's slash courier slash 1143 is what I see up here. Do you have a link on your website or anything like that that people can go to in order to? Uh, yeah, right on the top right of couchsailors.com. 
we have oh, a yeah. link that oh, there, we're doing it. There it is. Waves for water. Duh. All right. Uh, <laughs> cool. So everybody go over there. Go to Waves for Water. Go to CouchSailors.com and click on the Waves for Water link in the top right and, uh, you know, get a filter for them. So anything else that I missed, guys? Um, I mean, if. If people are looking for inspiration, I guess people listening to your podcast specifically are very budget conscious. They're trying to make make this work, make this happen. Uh, check out the documentary Hold Fast. Hold we found fast. it on Vimeo. Okay. Uh, you can find it. You can watch it on YouTube or Vimeo for free. Um, it's a group of four people that bought a $1,000 boat and put in a lot of work into it. And a couple months later, they were eating lobsters in the Caribbean. I mean, <laughs> you can make it happen if you want to. Yeah, the, the biggest lesson we've learned so far is that you can do or you can go cruising on any budget. And you just have to then figure out, you know, the, the way to make it work for you. Um, but a documentary like Hold Fast shows you that you can do this with almost nothing. Uh, that's awesome, guys. I, I will watch that. For some reason, I haven't found that documentary yet, but I will watch it uh, in a few minutes. Sometimes we really are couch sailors. Uh, we like to sit on, <laughs> We love to sit on our couch just about every single night after sailing and watch endless documentaries about the places we want to see in the world or get lost in you know YouTube playlists on sailing adventures. Um, so we we've seen all corners of the, the sailing internet. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I, I look at all of those as well. Obviously, I've interviewed some of those people, and I want to interview more of them. So, um, but uh, so do you do this like on your seti with your with your projector, or is it on your couch in your apartment? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely both. Nice. Nice. I, I actually I'm really I really really enjoy the whole um, the whole uh, projector thing. Like I, I like I found that and I was like that is an amazing idea. Uh, <laughs> so I, yeah, it it was pretty interesting. We were out at Anchorage one night at uh, at Angel Island right here in San Francisco Bay, and we were paddling around on our on our Oru kayaks, and we saw this other boat. They invited us over to come have some sunset drinks. And these were really experienced cruisers, and they just had all the craziest things on their boat, including a six-foot um, projector screen. I told him I didn't believe it because we were up on deck on the cockpit. Yeah. And he said, no, no, we've got a six-foot screen down there if you want to watch a movie. And I went down, and I saw it, and I was like, wow. He pulled down his projector screen, and he said, that projector, 200 bucks. And I've got a six-foot screen movie uh, set up in my boat. That is awesome. So there's micro projectors out there. You can get them for cheap and uh, get a really nice setup. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot cheaper than even buying a you know a new thirteen inch TV. Right, <laughs> right. I mean that that's that's what's amazing about it too is the fact that it would work so well in a boat and the fact that it's probably cheaper than, like you said, your thirteen inch TV. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if if this last hour hasn't taught you anything then you'll at least know now we are extremely creative <laughs> we can cut costs <laughs> oh i understand that you guys are extremely creative 
Um, so I haven't asked you about your sponsors yet, and I ask a lot of people about their sponsors. What are your sponsors? What What does a sponsorship mean to you? Um, I, I have gone and looked at, or, by the way, I've gone and looked at Oru Kayaks. They look awesome. They are awesome. Yeah. They are so awesome. And we are not saying this because they're they sponsor cool. us. They're saying this because they are really, really cool. <laughs> we, we probably would have bought them anyways. Um, yeah, we, well, Jose, you want to talk about the orders? So what, what does, what, well, what does the sponsorship mean to you guys? It means uh, so many different things to so many like other people. Like, are they, it's a little bit of help, um, for us. I, I mean, usually it's going to be toys of one sort or another or things that maybe we wouldn't have bought Mm -hmm. because they weren't a priority. Um, but since we are putting a lot of work into our blog or social media, um, there is a benefit to these companies to to having them have their products pictured with us and having us talk about it. In the case of Oru Kayak, um, you know, they're a San Francisco company. Their kayaks are California made. And so that speaks volumes, volumes to us, It's right? recycled plastic. I mean, it's kind of products that speak to us right, that we right. that we want to relate to. What what I'm getting at here is like, did they give you a discount? Do they give you money every month for having Oru kayaks listed on the website? Do they? Are you allowed to answer these questions? We we've had companies approach us and they've offered us different things, discounts or their products. Okay. Uh, nobody's unfortunately paying us every month, okay. <laughs> but we're open to it. Yeah. For us, would much rather. Um, say no to a company that's offering us products um, that we just don't really believe in. Right. You know, and like Jose said, we've gotten a lot of offers, um, but it's it's a two way street, right? Like we don't lie to people that are reading the blog either. We we really do believe in the in the companies that we work with. And that's and that's exactly the way. Like I uh, on sale loot, I don't. You know, yeah. if I don't use whatever the heck it is, I'm not going to put it out there yet. You know, exactly. Like exactly. Not, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that I'm going to use and have and whatever else, but because I don't necessarily use it yet, I don't necessarily put it up on the blog because I don't have a real. I I, I can't I can't sit here and tell people realistically. Oh, this thing works great, or this thing doesn't. You know. Yeah, and there's also a lot of products that we wouldn't have bought ourselves um, because we haven't really read much about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't seen other people using them, so maybe when other people see us use them, they'll start using it, and it's yeah. it's a win-win situation for everybody. Right. I, I mean, and that's exactly right because I mean, it's exactly like me going and looking at Oru Kayak and saying, um, "Hey, that that looks like a fantastic option for a kayak." They're really cool. They're foldable kayaks. We use them to go camping here in Tomales Bay. Basically, we stuff them inside since they're hollow with our sleeping bags, tents, food, water, and go off for three days into the wilderness and then come back. Um, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. All right. So, y'all's, y'all's three. Sorry, I'm going to be from South Georgia for a minute, even though I wasn't, even though I was, didn't, wasn't born here. Um, three best tips for anybody looking to uh, get out there on the water. Um, make choices. Um, there are 
a lot of things that you can say no to uh, and cut back on costs. Check out the sharing economy. If you want to try and profit or uh, raise some money with the apartment, the boat, or the car that you have. Um, and something we haven't talked about, you know, be, be creative. Uh, there are a lot of ways that you can learn on YouTube and save money on an electrician or a rigger. You can really maximize your budget on eBay and Craigslist buying used equipment. Uh, and networking on forums and crew lists. You can go sailing for free. There's a lot of boats out there that do not have crew on them, and there's there's captain skippers looking for people to to sail with. So so network, 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 and you might go sailing tomorrow. And I'm going to add a number four. Okay. Number four would be just don't be scared. Right. It's a scary thing, but if you want to do it, it's totally possible. Just do it. Don't don't be afraid. That's awesome, guys. All of those totally resonate with me uh, and kind of what I've done. You know, uh, like I've said, uh, even even sending an email or or whatever else or asking people that you think are like the like for me, you say don't be scared. You know, it's kind of a little bit of scary. Some of these people out there are like superstars in the uh, in the sailing world, and you send an email and they'll talk to you. You know. Or yeah. not, not not even that. I sent an email when I first got back and said, hey, like you said, find a, find a way to sail for free and you can do it for free. You send an email to somebody that you know has a sailboat and raises them somewhere, whether it be a lake or out there, and they always need crew. Go ahead out there. Get out there on the boat. and that, Somebody needs crew to, to help them sail, so... I love it, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Teddy. We're really glad that we got to you know to share our story and and share how we're making it happen. So thank you again for the opportunity to let us do that. Yeah, I I think what you guys are doing is amazing. You guys have taught me a lot, uh, and I'm going to go look into Airbnb, uh, boat bound, and get around almost immediately to see what the heck I can do to start being creative and uh, making making money on the side. So thank you guys very much for your time. Uh, and uh, I hope... Uh, did, did somebody win the ping pong tournament? <laughs> I, I think so. They're done. Right. Well, I hope, I, hope, I hope they didn't mind hearing our conversation, if they heard our conversation. And... Uh, Thank you guys very much for taking the time out of your evening, uh, afternoon, evening, and uh, joining me today. Thanks, Teddy. Nice to meet you. Nice. Keep in touch. Nice to meet you guys as well, and I will. Take fair, care. Fair winds. Well, as you can tell, I had such a great time talking to Jose and Gina from CouchSellers.com. They were so much fun to talk to. Uh, if you listen really closely in the very beginning of the interview, you might actually hear that ping pong tournament going on. So, um, you know, they're they're young, young at heart. They're young at mind as well at 28-ish years old and super creative about the ways that they have been able to make their money uh, in order to go cruising. I learned a lot. There are some things that I need to go check out, of course, in order to maybe save a little bit more in my cruising kitty. Uh, they're 
you could very well see some uh, rooms in my townhouse uh, open up on Airbnb very soon. And I knew that they did that. I did. I had no idea that they also rented out their boat on BoatBound.com. Uh, so uh, it was it was so much fun talking to them, and uh, I just had a great time. Go ahead on over and check them out over at CouchSailors.com. If you have any questions for them, I'm sure they would love to hear from you. They have a contact page over there. And also, if if you have the means and you want to help out and you want to get some filters to get some clean water out to the world, uh, they are basically sailing for water. And um, up in the upper right-hand corner of CouchSailors.com, there is a link up there that you can click on for their Waves for Water page. And from there, you can read all about what they're doing and head on over to their Waves for Water donation page uh, to make a donation and maybe uh, get them a filter. And let's, let's, ma- let's maybe help them beat their goal of 20 filters. Uh, why don't we try and do that for them, huh? So head on over to CouchSailors.com and check them out. They are, and, and their blog posts, their Facebook posts, everything are, are, they just look like they're having the time of their lives and they can't wait to get out there on the water and start cruising. So, of course, all of the links to this episode uh, will be available over at SailLoop.com forward slash episode 027. Of course, those are the show notes or the blog post for this episode. If you have any questions about anything, please feel free to email me at teddyj at SailLoop.com. I do. I try to respond to every email. Uh, if you'd like to know how to set up your own sailing blog or your own website or anything like that, Head on over to SailLoot.com and click on the Way Anchor page. Uh, there's a quick video over there that will help you get started. And again, fire me an email if you have any questions at all. and Or, or just fire me an email to say hello and tell me your sailing or cruising stories or what your plans are or anything like that. All of it is so much fun. I love hearing from all of you guys. Uh, and of course, you can find us at SailLoot.com facebook.com forward slash sailloot and on twitter at sailloot uh if you enjoyed this episode of the sailloot podcast you can sign up and subscribe to the podcast on itunes you can leave a review for the podcast you can sign up for the sailloot email rally over at sailloot.com forward slash podcast review i'm gonna thank you all one more time for listening thank you so so much I hope that all of you can find a way to find your sail loop to live a life rich in experiences. I hope to meet you all out on the water, fair winds, and following seas. Peace and love.